you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. Today's podcast is about vitamin B12. And if you're over 50, you've probably heard about vitamin B12 and how important of a role it plays in all of our overall health. It helps to maintain and or improve your red blood cells, cell metabolism, nervous system, digestive system, and the production of DNA. And if your body doesn't get enough B12, you can develop symptoms which include depression, irritability, mania, canker sores, brain fog, memory loss, tingling in your extremities, particularly feet and legs, dizziness, and fatigue. Not all at the same time, but some of them, I guess you could probably get together. B12 deficiency has also been associated with dementia and low cognitive function, but there isn't any specific data showing that actually supplementing with B12 will help turn those things around. But I thought I'd throw it in just because it is, again, something that we, as we get older, start to have issues with. So people over 50 need to watch for these symptoms and issues. And if they have any of them, they should go to their doctor to have their B12 levels checked. So I'm talking to you, okay? So if you have any of them, you should go to your doctor and have your B12 levels checked. And they can do that very easily with a blood test. A B12 deficiency, if it's caught early enough, shouldn't be serious or debilitating as it's very easy to get and take B12 liquid, tablets, capsules, or even a shot from your medical provider, which a lot of times if you are really low on your B12, your doctor will start you off on a shot or two or something from that way instead of telling you to start using supplements. One reason that a person might develop a B12 deficiency is because they are vegetarian or vegan. Plants do not contain any vitamin B12. So vegan diets in particular contain no B12. Vegetarians who eat milk and or eggs still may get some B12. But mostly we as humans and people, um, we get our B12 through our food. And so the vegetarians and vegans have an issue on where do they find that. Another reason for deficiencies to arise is because someone is taking medication for acid reflux, say, which stops your body from creating stomach acid, which then results in the B12 and other nutrients in your food not getting digested, broken down, and taken up by your system. 
And that's because you need, you need stomach acid to break down the food or the pills or anything else that you put down your throat. So that same thing can happen as we age because our bodies usually stop making, not everyone's, but usually stop making as much stomach acid as it used to. Another medication, metformin, which is used by diabetics, also inhibits the absorption of B12. So if you're on that, you need to watch out. An autoimmune disorder called pernicious anemia is a type of vitamin B12 deficiency anemia, which is a disease where not enough red blood cells are produced due to a deficiency of vitamin B12. And a lack of intrinsic factor, which is a protein that's made in the stomach, can also stop the absorption of B12 in the stomach. Okay, on to other items. The usual recommended dosage for vitamin B12 deficiency is around 2,000 micrograms per day. The normal dose for healthy individuals, just whose B12 levels are in the normal zone, is friend get it from their food usually is only 2.4 micrograms per day. To get the 2000 micrograms, you need to use a supplement such as a liquid tablet or capsule. Personally, I take a liquid and there are a number of different kinds. And on top of that, to make it even more confusing, there are four kinds of B12 that are available in the marketplace. And the one you decide to take can be one or a combination of two or three. Needless to say, you have to look at the label. Most of the ones I've seen have been cyanocobalamin. I've never been able to pronounce these right. Or methylcobalamin. And if you try one and it doesn't agree with you or the symptoms don't get better, you can change to a different kind and see how that works. That actually is what I ended up doing. And I found that a liquid containing the methylcobalamin works best for me. I have reactions to the other kind. But I have read that methylcobalamin is superior for oral use, which I thought was kind of interesting. Since of all of the B12 supplements that I've ever looked at, I would say over half of them are actually the... um, other kinds. So just saying. And for a healthy person, 2.4 micrograms per day is all that it's required. And you just get that through your diet. As I said before, B12 is found in animal products. For instance, three ounces of cooked clams has 84.1 micrograms and three ounces of cooked beef liver has 70.7 micrograms. Those are the two highest on the list that I found. Three ounces of sockeye salmon has 4.8 milligrams and three ounces of light tuna canned in water has 2.5 milligrams. And then it kind of goes down from there. Three ounces of broiled top sirloin beef only has 1.4. One cup of low-fat milk, 1.2. Eight ounces of low-fat fruit yogurt has 1.1. Now, some breakfast cereals, granolas, and other grain products, even some breads, actually quite a few breads that I've seen, have about 25% of the daily value added into one serving. 
that you can get in one serving of the product. But that's only 0.6 micrograms. So you're going to have to try and, and get things from multiple places, obviously. If you try to get your B12 from those kinds of sources, just make sure that you look it up and figure out how much you're getting. You can't really get too much because your body tends to take up what it needs and the rest of it comes out in your urine. So that is a good thing. Cheese, eggs, and chicken also have B12, but in much smaller amounts than beef, liver, or fish. Okay, a few other things to be aware of are, first off, that higher doses of B12 typically are not an issue, which is what I was just saying, because you it, the chance of overdosing is low because your body only absorbs as much as it needs. And that's why the rest of it comes out in your urine. B12 supplements are given to women who are pregnant or breastfeeding and are vegan or vegetarian. Not that any of us over 50 women are likely to be pregnant or breastfeeding at this point, but you may have um, children who are looking at becoming pregnant or have become pregnant or other relatives or friends. I don't know. There's just It's just a, an interesting and, and good piece of information to know. Lastly, it's interesting to note that taking B12 together with vitamin C could reduce the availability of B12 in your body. For example, getting the B12 into your system, or not for example, i.e. in essence, getting the B12 into your system. To not have this interaction, it's recommended to take ascorbic acid, vitamin C, two or more hours after you take a B12 supplement. I'm sure that's not something that would be very difficult to do, but just remember that that is something that you need to do. Vitamin C as ascorbic acid seems to have that effect with most other vitamins, so it might be smart to take it by itself a couple of hours after you take all your other vitamins. And also be aware of any multivitamins you take that have ascorbic acid in them to see if it may be negating some of the other vitamins in the mix. Okay, I know that's a lot of varied information, but the bottom line is that B12 is probably a good thing to look at eating more foods with it and or supplementing in your diet, particularly as you get older, especially if you have an issue with lack of stomach acid normally or because of taking an acid reducer or proton pump inhibitor like Prilosec, Prevacid, or aminosalicylic acid, which is used to treat TB, or something like any of those. So that's it for today's show. And I hope you all heard something you didn't know before now, or got some info that validated what you had heard and were already doing. Overall, B12 is a very valuable vitamin. And if you can keep your levels up through your diet, then do it that way. If you are having any of the issues I mentioned, then you should talk to your doctor and have him or her check out your B12 levels to see if you need additional supplementation. Additional B12 is easy enough to find and take. Like I said, I take a liquid every day because I can't find a tablet or pill that I don't react negatively to, but that's not real surprising. But I would expect that all of the rest of you 
can find a good B12 supplement from any of the many supplement companies online or who have local stores. As usual, I'm going to end with saying that I am not a doctor and this information should not be seen as medical advice. If you are having a medical issue, please contact your doctor or another health professional. And in the meantime, I look forward to seeing you again next week when I will be posting an interview, one of the many I've been doing, and I hope you'll all look forward to that. Talk to you soon. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.